He'd just be like an analyst that just just teaches Biz how to sound out words. <laughs> Podcast. This is episode two of season two. Boy, I got to get that out. Uh, as always, your host Chance Watson and Taylor Wells. Wells, what's going on? Yeah, two of two. This is our second episode of all time, but uh, it's a late one. Look at look at us. Already two weeks in, and we're already back to our old ways of putting them out whenever the fuck we feel like it. So yeah, that didn't take long. We're, we are, we are, we've, I think we've synchronized our schedules at least for like the next month and we'll be able to get her out on Tuesdays. Um, but when we, when we finally nail that down, we'll, we'll figure yeah, it out. We might finally be on the same cycle. I think so. Yeah. With the, what the menstrual cycle. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, the, the podcast cycle. That's what I meant. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. There's so we'll, no, we'll, uh, no bleeding. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a little better on that one. Um, perfect. Perfect. But we got we got a little bit of things today. I gotta I gotta run to a freaking yeah. I'm trying to sell my car, so I gotta go do the whole shebang. I gotta get the oil changed. I gotta take it to the guy to bang on the gas tank with a hammer a little bit or something. I don't know what they're if anybody's doing there, interested. But. He's trying to sell a sell an '82 Honda. Uh, yeah, about about six hundred thousand miles. Um, yeah, been involved in three hit and run incidents. Ooh, we don't advertise that actually. Oh, is that not? But they're mm. gonna find out on the Carfax anyway. <laughs> I paid Carfax a ton of money to leave that off, actually. So <laughs> if you call, if you call right now, you can actually find one of the victims of the hit and the latest hit and run in the trunk. Well, yeah, um, and you can get a live <laughs> review of the getaway. <laughs> He's just in the trunk, just five stars. Five stars. Uh, yeah, we're getting our oil changed today. <laughs> uh, it's actually the guy that lowballed me on the first Okay, one. hey, speaking of good dudes, I got a gambling story here you're going to fucking love. All right. So I get a hold of my, I get a hold of my bookie. Um, we talked about it before. I actually have like a, a, like a, a human bookie now. I don't just use a website. Um, I text him. I say, hey, I'm going to put 40 bucks on my account. He says, all right. So I, I send him the money. And he gets it, and he's like, all right, it's on the account. So, perfect. So, I, I log on to look at the, the lines for the day, right? I get on there. I, I My account now says that I have $400. Oh. Right. So, for, so first, I panic. Always always worst case scenario. I go, did I just send him $400? <laughs> so, I go <laughs> I go to my Google account, and no, I, di- I didn't. I sent him $40. So, I'm like, okay, this is a mess up on his part. So, then I, I quickly think... I, I I acknowledge it for a second of like maybe I could just play this like I could just and then immediately it clicks in my head like no I should do the right thing and talk to the guy and then not to mention at, later on even after I did the right thing I thought I was like yeah there's no way I could get away with that like he would know like I supposedly put forty dollars on and then all of a sudden I have four hundred dollars and I'm looking to cash out after not placing any bets so <laughs> so he'd probably hmm. figure it out but but I, I thought about that afterward but. So I immediately text him. I was like, hey, man, uh, I, I, I really, you know, as much as I wish I had $400 in my account, I only gave you 40 He checks it out. He texts me back. He said, Chance, you're the absolute man. And he gave me 80 bucks in free play cash on, oh. top, of my, on top of my $40. So right now, 
I've got I'm making some bets at the moment. Um, I'm taking the Avalanche tonight against okay. uh, Florida, and I've got uh, the over over five and a half on Florida and the Ducks game. Or, or Carolina, Carolina and the Ducks game. game. Sorry. Okay. And then you just you just basically took his eighty and said, "Yeah, put it all on black." Well, I didn't bet the whole thing, but basically yeah, it's okay. free play. So if it wins, it goes to my normal account. But if it loses, no harm done. I still have my original forty dollars. Right, there you go. Yeah. So does pay to does pay to be nice to your bookie. Robo bookie wasn't working out for you, huh? Dude, Robo bookie screwed me <laughs> over always. Like I would I would have like five hundred dollars in my account. And they'd be like, "All right, you can check out. We just need to know, we just need to know your bank's address, uh, how many ceiling tiles are in the main lobby, um, what the what the teller's uh, maiden name was." Do you have a uh, blueprint fir- of the air vent system? Her, yeah, your first grade teacher. And then when, and then if you got all of that, then they're like, "Yeah." And there's also like a three hundred dollar uh, transaction fee. Mm. So yeah, they they made it very Sounds inconvenient legit. for you to ever pull out. Yeah, I mean, and you need to, you know, pulling out is convenient. It's it's usually the best go to if yeah. you're not using protection. So it's correct. Yeah, fraud protection. Right, fraud. <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Your bookie, dude. You're freaking getting googly eyes for him, and I don't even, I you know, I don't even have his handle. Dude, bet commish. Bet commish, huh? Right. We'll, He's, we'll uh, get him on the pod. We'll see. So wait, we, but I, what I don't understand, does he set the over under? No. So the under okay. over is set by Vegas. Ah, gotcha. Not the Vegas Golden Knights, like 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 the bet the like the bookies in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure Vegas Knights don't have anything to do with it. Do they? No, for real though. Like <laughs> uh, the bookies in Vegas, they got so pissed about the the run that Vegas had. Like, they lost so much money because the first year when they made the playoffs because so many people bet on them, and the odds were just astronomical. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, but that's... That being said, we might want to put some... Like, the first year Seattle's in, maybe we should put some money down on them making the playoffs. Yeah, I think... Well, the bet I'm going to make is actually with, uh, um, you know, the GM to see, hey, you know, if if this team makes it to the playoffs, I get the team, right? Oh, yeah, that's my plan at least. So we'll see how that works. That's a that's a bold bet right there. That's bold. What does he get from you if you lose? Uh I got two dogs. That <laughs> have really been buttheads lately, so that's what oh, okay. He He's got to feed them and shit. Gotcha. Um, it's not it's not like olden times where he gets your wife and house or something. He wouldn't want this fucking house. <laughs> you thought I was gonna say wife, right? <laughs> I, um, I was like, "Oh shit!" Here we go. You know your wedding. Another co- one, you know your another... wedding's coming up soon, right? Like, <laughs> oh man, she's actually gonna have to listen to a podcast now. Oh jeez, <laughs> <laughs> she would have no idea until someone on Morgan told her. Morgan, don't listen to this. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, shit. I mean, Let's you know, some you hockey, just... huh? Yeah, let's talk about a little bit of hockey. We're, we got a short one today because we're gonna double up. Okay, so let's go stuff. into let's go into some news here real quick. Um, we've got so the latest big controversial thing. Um, Helm Helm has been fined five thousand dollars, the most you can. Um, 
uh, for a slash that occurred on Lindholm last night in the Red Wings-Calgary game. Uh, I watched the third period of this game, and it's the the it, it was nice while it lasted, but the Red Wings have now fallen to earth, and this team is absolutely dog shit. They couldn't even get out of their zone. They're they're real bad. Jimmy Howard is hoping he gets traded here anytime soon. Um, but it looks like these two were tangled up. Uh, Helm took Lindholm down on a play. Helm went after him, elbowed him in the face, and then uh, Helm two-handed the back of one of his legs. Honestly, it didn't look that hard, but Lindholm sold it pretty well. And uh, Helm got a game misconduct. and, and uh, So a game and a game. So uh, he's out, plus he's gotten fined. I don't think Lindholm's getting anything. So um, thoughts on that? Um, I mean, Lindholm's initial was, uh, I mean, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty hasty too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, it's so easy to pick up a guy who from, who got knocked down, right? And a lot of people are saying elbow. It's, it's hard for, it's hard to tell from the view that I saw. So maybe you have better Mm -hmm. insight on that. Um, but it happened out at the blue line, pretty much top of the circles and, he skated all the way down to, you know, pretty much the top of the paint and slashed him on the back of the legs, right? It's a, mm. it's an easy call. Whether or not he needed to get fined, I don't think so. I don't think it was malicious. It's not like he went and fucking two-handed him in the back of the helmet, you know? Right. Um, I, I don't think it was malicious. I think, I think they're just trying to get rid of that stuff so heavily that they're just, you know, whatever they can find, right? If, if they thought it was actually a serious situation, they would have fucking suspended him games, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, them, them giving him a fine is just kind of like a, hey, buddy, don't do that again, you know? And so um, Right, and Darren just, Helm's not a repeat offender. He's, I mean, right. nowadays, Darren Helm's a fourth-line plug. So uh, he was just, uh, for this for this one night only, Blashell, for some reason, thought it would be a good idea to break up the only good line that has been working for the Red Wings. Ugh. and put Darren Helm on it for some reason. Um, it obviously failed miserably, as I think they lost 5-1. to one, and He repaid it, um, them handsomely, though. You know, some, There was a pretty smart tweet saying that um, uh, Darren Helm getting himself thrown out of the game so Tyler Bertuzzi can go back to the first line is a huge leadership decision. <laughs> uh, it's all it's all. It's like he, know, he, like he knows that... Blashell's not going to send him back, so he's got to get himself thrown out so Tyler Bertuzzi can get back on that line. Like, that's 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 what a leader does right there. That's the spark they needed. <laughs> now they can. Now they okay. You know they got their couple losses out of the way. Now they can really push for a spot. Yeah, that's that's what's. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Um, talking about things that are actually, actually, well, I mean, it sounds like there's a team that's worse right now than the Red Wings, uh, Minnesota. Yeah, uh, so I was watch. I was going through replays and stuff. So I don't watch, you know, any of the lower league games. I watch Tampa and Boston and Washington, Colorado. I watch the teams that actually fucking matter. Um, but they did. So Minnesota did get a win. So they do have one win this season mm-hmm. against the really talented Ottawa Senators. It's impressive. It's really you know they're they're pulling out wins. It's um, a good win right there. But anyway, so they, they had a Minnesota – so Minnesota had a players-only meeting. Obviously, everybody knows what that means. No coaches in there, no GMs, anything like that. It's just players trying to figure out, you know, what the fuck's going on. 
Um, and, and one of the things that came out of it that I thought was really interesting is uh, Jason Zucker calling out Bruce Boudreaux. Um, so he basically said, like, Boudreaux needs to be better. Boudreaux hasn't been good. Um, a lot of things about his coach. And that's – I mean, now you're asking for it, bro. Now you're, now you're definitely sitting in the press box probably next game, um, you know, and sit by the goalies or something. I but, don't think they can afford to sit Zucker, though. I mean, yeah, they they don't they don't have much. It's it's not, and I I can see it. Um, you know, Boudreaux, different GM, right? The GM might have came in, and you know, there, so there might be a little bit of tension there. Boudreaux's not putting in the effort. Um, you just you have a shitty team. Um, yeah, know, there's it's not. Yeah, there's there's not much they can team. do. Yeah, it's an old yeah. team that is on the way of like like they're. They're the LA Kings now. Two years ago, mm-hmm. you know it's it's a slow decline, but the King. I mean, look at the Kings. They did literally nothing last year. They were an old group, and now they're even older, and they literally did nothing. Yep. Um, so if you look at Minnesota, like for some reason they think they've got a, a winning formula. They just it needs to click, and I don't. I'm not necessarily saying like. Because there's two, I'm comparing them right now to LA, which which isn't fair. The team that I think is more in their realm is like the Dallas Stars, where they think they've got the roster to do it. It's just not clicking at the moment. There's something there's something wrong. Like mm-hmm. they've got the pieces, the the pictures just not coming together. I think Minnesota thinks that, and while I'm while I tend to agree with that because the roster is not bad, it's just not good. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a very yeah. average roster that is probably a bubble team, if best, if they're playing all cylinders firing. Yeah, and and I mean, listening listening to you know some of these analysts and stuff like that, they're they're kind of on that same side where they think Minnesota is is you know could push. I'm not. I'm on the complete opposite end of that. I think I think this is right where I expected this team to be. This is this is probably a little bit lower than I expected them to be. Agreed. But this this isn't a good team. I mean, y- yes, no. you know, guys like Stahl and Parise and Zuccarello weren't aren't really producing as they probably should. But no. beyond that, you know, can you can you tell me, you know, their second line? Can you tell me, you know, who's who's killing penalties for them? Uh, you know, uh, apart from maybe four defensemen, you know, I, I just. I, are you telling and, and, me that Kevin Fiala is not the missing piece to this? Oh, team? You know, and I think, <laughs> I mean, a, a line of Koivu, Fiala, and Zucker. I mean, it's just not, it's just not going to get it done. So, no. um, yeah, I mean, Boudreaux. I think, I think, I think you'll see, and especially with the new GM, right? There's going to be that, um, you know, hey, this isn't my guy. Let's get him out of here. He's not doing what I'm telling him to do. Blah blah blah. Uh, so I definitely see Boudreaux out of there. Um, he's had he's had more than enough time to make something happen. Yeah, and I, I he's had so I many agree. he's had better Minnesota teams two three for the last two three years. I, I mean, I mean they've invested you know, even before you know Fenton screwed everything up. Brudrow has had more than enough leeway to try to get something done more more than any other coach not any other coach but more than a lot of other coaches like any in a lot of other teams like Babcock look at Babcock. Okay, like he hasn't been there that long, and he hasn't had the winning formula for that long. I mean, in terms of hockey time, and he's already people are already quietly calling for his head. Yeah, and that's Mike Babcock. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I, I mean, but this is what Minnesota does. Remember, they let Mike Yo fucking hang out in there for way too long. Yeah, Mike Yo so. needed it. But see, and this, was, and this was the issue. Like, they thought it was Mike Yo was the problem. All they needed to do was bring in a good bench boss. But now, now I think that they're looking at, because I don't think Bruce Boudreau is a bad coach. No. I honestly think that this squad is just, there's something wrong, whether it's poison in the locker room, like, Again, I keep making the comparison to Dallas. Maybe we should talk about them for a second. Mm-hmm. But, like, there, there's got to be – there's something wrong. This squad, while, no, they're not the Dallas Stars where they should be, like, they should be contenders. They're not. But they should be playing above what they're currently at. They are not They are not a last-place team. Right. And there's got to be something going on in that locker room. I don't know what it is. Um Calling out the coach, I don't. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if Bruce. He's going to be the one that takes the hit. Like he's going to get his. He's going to be the one that is sacrificed. Right. But I don't necessarily know. I think it's you. Just got guys that you just don't. You've got an average team. Yeah. Very. And I think. Yeah. I'll, I'll even. I'll even give it to you. I'll say average. Um. I. I. I'm notoriously low on this team, but. Um. Uh, you know, and that's exactly it. It's. I don't think it's Boudreaux. But it's a lot easier to can one guy and make a bigger impact than canning. You know, you could you could get rid of, say, Zucker and for for his sure. comments or something, right? And what's it going to do? You still have the fucking team that sure. you have. So, um, so, yeah, I think I think we could see Boudreaux out of there. But on that note, Dallas. So, so yeah, very let's, similar let's situation, quick, right? Because there's what's that? Very similar situation there. Similar situation, but different expectations. Whereas mm-hmm. I I think. I think only in Minnesota they expect good things, whereas I think the rest of the hockey world has them, you know, average to slightly above average to slightly below average. Right. Whereas Dallas, Dallas, like there are teams that were low-key saying they're dark horses to win the cup, if not like legitimate contenders, and this team is now 1-7-1. and 6-1, but close. 1-6-1? and one? Yep. I mean, they're... They're not getting any consistent goaltending at the moment. Their defense is, God, we're going to talk about fantasy here in a second, and I'm about to, if I could find Klingberg and just slap him, <laughs> because he is, I, I he was my top defenses, defensive pick, and he is just, he has one assist in all of the games. He's minus five. He's playing absolute, like, dog shit. The only reason that I'm okay with Dallas is because Rupe Hintz did okay at first, but even he's not doing anything now. Um no, this is a team, and it could be, I mean, not to jump on the we hate Jamie Ben wagon again, but, God, that guy just seems like such a prick. And I don't know. He might be poisoned in that locker room. I don't know. Maybe it's just you've got a bunch of guys that are thrown onto a team that have no chemistry with each other. I, I'm not sure. But there is definitely, with with the level of talent that you have on that team, there is no reason that team, that they should be 1-6-1. One, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I yeah, I, Dallas. I think for me is more of a coaching issue. I agree. Right, you gotta you gotta get those guys, and you gotta you gotta know you have the talent. And yes, you yep. have some characters in that room. I mean, think about it, Perry, um, freaking Pavelski coming in. Um, you know, Radulov has had that's issues. Got a solid top nine. That is a solid top nine. They really do. I mean, they could have they could have two very solid. Like, if if the coach was being smart, right? I'm going Pavelski with Perry and Hints, and I'm going 
Sagan with Ben and Radulov and just yep. not even not even fucking with it. Just letting them play for ten games, seeing what happens. Right? We're yep. already one six and one. See what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just hasn't. He he has that need to spread out the fucking top nine and. Um, you know, obviously his defensive scheme isn't working and Dallas, Dallas is in a world of hurt. I mean, we, we kind of pinned them as a team. Okay. We're not too worried about them. Uh, yeah, we're eight games in. We we really got to start thinking about them now. So, uh, San Jose started to figure their shit out, but Dallas, Dallas is that. that Right. Like, I mean, they're at the point where, I mean, one, six and one. So you're at eight games in, even if they win the next two, you know, you're still at three, eight or three, six and one. I mean, that's not a great, like you're still worse than a lot of other teams in the league at the moment. Um, they're going to have to have a great, you know, team push in their team games to really climb back into the standings. Because right now you've got teams that are overperforming at the moment that are kind of making you look not as good. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, and this, this could come through. Um, but, Fuck, Jim, Jimbo, he's on the hot seat. I mean, he that's probably the hottest seat in the league, I would say. Uh, I, I would, just because of the expectations, yes. Yep. Like, this team is, you know, adding Pavalski and Perry, we, we make fun of Perry. Now, you know, is he is he the top-line goal scorer that he used to be? No, of course not. But, no. you know, could he be? can he round out a third line or even a second line in certain situations? Maybe... Maybe spend some time on like a second power play as like a Thomas Holmstrom net front mm-hmm. presence kind of guy. Sure, yep. yeah, he could do that, um, and that kind of rounds out your your bottom six. Um, but you've got there's just with with the amount of talent on the top six, there really isn't an, an excuse here. There's like one guy that you know maybe is just a plug. You know, he's like he's like the the Casper Kapanen to the to the Marner and the Taveras, but. He's. It's still. I mean, Hints is playing great. Jamie Ben is doing. I mean, he should. He needs to be playing better. Um, yeah. There's. There's just something going on in Dallas that I don't understand because all ever on paper this team can compete. Like I mean, this team went to the second round of the playoffs last year and lost yeah. to the eventual Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, I think. I think with the right combinations. I mean, this this team, apart from say Nashville. Um, you know, Vegas, right? Apart from teams like that, they have one of the better top sixes, it, just with the right combination of players, I think. So they just they got to find their way or Jimbo's out. I think I think he's got two more games. I think he's the first coach we see, um, you know, and I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know how their AHL affiliate is doing, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised seeing them go that direction. Um, you know, I don't know if it would work as well as some of these these teams that do that. Um, but do you start, do you start giving Kudobin looks? I mean, I think you have to, I think you got to find the players who want to fucking play and who want to be there. I mean, I, for me, I'm a homer for Cogliano, but the, the, the little bit of Dallas I've watched, I mean, he's a fucking gamer and you got to get those kind of guys minutes to show these guys like Jamie Ben and Sagan and those kind of guys like, Hey, you got to fucking get going or I'm going to play my bottom six as my top six. Like, I'm not afraid to fucking do that if it's going to make, you know, if we're if we're already one, six and one, you know, what's the difference of us going two, twelve, and two? You know what I mean? Like, right. what's the difference at this point? You know, I, I got to at least 
get some sort of fire. Um, and, and a guy like Radic Foxa has been playing pretty decently in, in hints. You know, maybe you do a line of fucking Cogliano, Foxa, and hints. Like, I just, I don't know what they need to do. They got to shake something up. And I just, it hints seems is, like Jim Montgomery is scared of these players. Hints has been that only top six guy that's been actually trying. He's kind of yeah. gone, he's kind of disappeared. I think he's fallen in with the rest of the team at, at this point. It's easy he to came do. out with actually, he came out with some energy. Whereas Ben is... Ben's not what Ben has like two points. Yeah, if even. Um, uh, Klingberg has one point. Like that's your top D man. Yeah, I. I and I, he's yeah. And a power play quarterback. I don't think they have a power play goal. I could be wrong on that, but. Yeah, I won't hold you to that. That's that'd be very surprising to me. But I I also wouldn't count it out. <laughs> I mean, fuck, right. dude. Um, yeah, this team's in a world of hurt, and I think. You know, I, I I hate that Boost Brojo's on the on the hot seat, but I mean he's got to be right, um, especially getting called out by a player like like Zucker, who's a you know fifty to sixty tops kind of guy. So maybe they um, wait. Maybe they wait for Brojo to get fired from Minnesota and they replace him with him. I'm thinking. I'm thinking they can Brojo. Brojo's like fuck. I need a break from Minnesota shit, and then Seattle takes him. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, Dallas, get your shit together. Yep, that needs to happen. Um, let's jump up real quick. Uh, Taveras, he's out. Uh, broken finger two weeks. Uh, think this is going to slow Toronto down at all? Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, this is what we worried about, right? I mean, this is they're not as deep now, um, and especially yep. up the middle where that matters. So um, I think they even with him in, they've been a little inconsistent. And so with him out, it's. I mean, I think it's only going to get worse. And fuck, your first game without him is against fucking Boston. So they're they're fucked. I mean, that is, uh, for that that game. is a credit. That is a credit. But not to jump back to Dallas, but that is one thing we did talk about how rough Dallas's schedule has been it's when true. it first started. Like I they, thought they that played, too until they played Columbus. Right, and then they lost to them in a close game. So yeah, yeah. no, you're right. Um. Yeah. Back to the Maple Leafs. So yeah, back, Johnny yeah. T being out, that's always going to be a, a big miss. I mean, that's that's tough for them. He's a he's a leader, even though he hasn't had. I mean, he hasn't been you know the superstar that we know he is this year. I mean, he's been good, but not great. Uh, yeah. you just that kind of leadership down the middle. It's just it's going to be tough on him. Um, you know, guys are going to get a, a chance like this. What is it, Mika Honov or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, guys are going to get a chance like that, but I just I don't know how deep they are at center, so that's definitely concerning. Um, sure. So, yeah, it's, it's a big hit for them, definitely. Cool. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, one thing. Um, so we wanted to talk about middle of the pack teams. So not not teams that are running away with it, which uh, which are surprise. Like Boston's not a surprise, but Buffalo. Buffalo's first in the league right now. Yep. Yeah, um, I think I think they they've. Fuck, I mean, Hutton stood on his head last night, but Hutton Hutton's playing well. Yeah, yep. uh, I don't. I think they're going to fall back to earth, but um, and they've they've beaten some weak teams, but you know, I mean, you got to win those games. So yep, uh, Carolina's up there. So how about um, some middle of the road teams? Uh, we were just talking about Toronto. Toronto's four three and one. That's definitely a middle of the pack team. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the loss of Tavares is going to not be great. I th- I mean. I think what's going to need to happen here with Toronto is that defense is going to need to get a little more involved because of the la- the loss of depth on the offense. 
Yeah, this this to me, this is a make or break for Babcock, honestly. Yeah. Uh, like this he's is got, he's got no excuses anymore. Yep. I mean, he's he's got to he's got to show that he is the coach, right? I mean, he this does is a he balanced can't... team. Like this is a like yep. it's it's no longer top heavy where you've got one defenseman and he's offensive, <laughs> and you've got you know a solid top twelve offense. Now it's you've got two solid good lines. You've got a decent third line and a standard fourth line, but you've got four pretty fucking well-rounded good defensemen. And he's got and Frederick Anderson's a a very serviceable goalie. Yeah, I mean they you know lost their last one against Washington. They they have played some good teams, so I'll give that for to sure. Them. They've definitely for played sure. some good teams, but I mean if you want to beat one of the best teams, you got to beat the good teams. So, yep. um, yeah, I mean this. Yeah, like I said, I mean, this is definitely going to be a, hey, Babcock, you don't have all your fucking weapons that maybe, you know, maybe people are looking at it as they've carried him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have all your weapons. Now you, now you need to coach, right? Now you need to pull a guy from the third line and go, hey, you know, Trevor Moore, can you be a center on the second line? You know, I, I just, I'm not sure what they're going to do, um, mm-hmm. but that's why Babcock gets paid millions of dollars, and I, I don't, right? So right. Uh, he needs to show us that. Um, a team that I... I Kind of, you know, I was feeling good about my comments on them before the season started was the Islanders. Um, you know, they kind of they started off a little bit slow and stuff like that. Weren't getting a ton of um, production from that top line. And now they've won three straight. What do you think about them? Um, I think the Islanders are going to play, continue to play very boring but consistent hockey. So um, boring. It is. It's, they're, they're a very boring team. They're not making highlight reels. I mean, they're they're playing safe, solid hockey, and there's nothing really wrong with that. I mean, it's it it's not flashy, but you don't get you don't make the playoffs for being flashy. You make the playoffs for wins. Yep. And uh, this is what this team is going to be. Um, Varlamov has been capable. Uh, the Islanders are. I mean, they're in the middle of the pack. They could easily go up. I mean, with the division that they're in. I mean, I I just. Buffalo is six and one and one right now. That that's I just cannot believe that that's going to continue. Um, in the other division, Metropolitans, uh, Metropolitan Division. I mean Pittsburgh. I'm surprised that they're uh, that's that's a surprise right now. I think they'll come back to earth a little bit too as the season goes along. Um, but we'll see. I I don't. I'm not worried about the Islanders. I think I think they're going to be a serviceable team. I don't think they're going to deep in the playoffs, but I. I think they're gonna they'll they'll hover around right where they are right now. Yep, they'll be they'll be a bubble team, huh? Yep, I agree. Um, yep, because I don't because I look below them. I, I say that with confidence because I look below them and I'm not really worried. Like Ottawa, New Jersey, the Rangers—they're right where they should be. Philly is right where I expected them to be. Um, my Red Wings are finally falling back to earth. Uh, Florida is a surprise. I think if there's a team that could make a push up it's them but we'll see like two two and two is not the greatest start Bobrovsky has played honestly pretty mediocre so yeah um I'm not necessarily I mean right ironically enough right now Columbus is higher in the standings than them they're Columbus is three and three um honestly I've I've been kind of impressed with Columbus like they they're not walking in like oh woe is us we suck like they're kind of playing with a chip on their shoulder and they're I, I mean am i saying like this is a dark horse team because they're pissed off no but i think i mean i've been i've got corpus in my fantasy league he's 
finally figuring his shit out. He's posted two wins back-to-back. Um, I think they're realizing that you can't rely on star power. I think they've kind of shifted to uh, everybody's got to pull their own weight kind of thing. But look at the Islanders. The Islanders do that too. They don't necessarily have stars that pull a heavy workload. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a team effort, and they they put up serviceable stuff. I would not be surprised if Columbus, you know, maybe makes a push for a wild card. Um, last middle middle of the pack team that I'd like to talk about in the East, uh, Montreal. Uh, three, two, and two. Uh, I don't say this. I think this is the one team I don't really know what I think about. What do you? What do you? What do you got on Montreal? Um, look, they got they got some young guys on there. Uh, I would have loved to see Cole Caulfield be able to make the team this year. I think there's a good chance. You know, later on in the season we might see him. But right, um, where they've really looked bad for me, just on some of the you know highlights, and I, I don't think I've seen a Montreal game yet, but just kind of watching them from afar is their mm-hmm. defense. So I mean, I have Price, and so I, I you know I'll go watch all the goals because I want to see kind of how my goalies are doing in fantasy, and. It's his defense is just gross. I mean, it's just it's not good. Everything in front of him is just terrible. Um, you know, they're just they're letting they're letting guys get to the net. Um, you know, and and one of those wins, one of those three of or one of their three wins was a a huge comeback victory, right? So yeah, um, you just you can't get behind early in games. They definitely had a statement game uh, from a price and a defensive standpoint, but it was against Minnesota. Uh, so, you know, hopefully they can at least kind of look past that and go, oh, Min-, and, and think like Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota was a playoff team. So we, we feel right. pretty good about this win. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, I think the only team, I think, I think Montreal could make a little bit of a push if their defense can get it figured out. Um, just in the early going of the NHL right now, a yeah. uh, lot of offense, right? So we've seen a yep. ton of offense. Just defense, defensive game is just a lot sloppier. It's just natural. Not from, yeah, not from Weber because fucking fucking dick. What? He's a dick. He's supposed to be fucking putting up points and he's not. Mm. That's your own fault for drafting like shit, bro. No, my, my the rest of my team is doing just fine. My defense is not. Like I have two, I have two defensemen from the Carolina Hurricanes right now because I had to get rid of, um, oh who did I drop? Oh, I got rid of Spurgeon because there's no point in keeping him. Yeah. Um, because Minnesota's just tanking. Um, I, I'm just I I have to sit here and hope that my top two defensemen Weber and Klingberg are gonna actually do do something. Yeah, that's uh, that's quite the predicament you got there. My offense is doing just fine. I've got um, everybody else is doing great, but yeah, we can we can get into fantasy in a second. So let's yeah. jump to the West on middle teams, and actually, we don't need to spend too much time over here because unlike the East, the West there's a lot of distance between top and bottom. So like you've got like the teams that are in the tops of the div- their respective divisions are pretty good. You can even actually make an argument that St. Louis is a middle of the pack team, even though they're second in their division because they're three, one and three. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I hate, I hate, I hope they change that when Seattle comes in and they re redo the teams because I hate that there's a loser point. It's so dumb. Um, they won't. I know they won't, but I just, I hate it. I hate it so much. I almost would prefer it. I would, I would almost prefer that they bring back ties. <laughs> like it. Like they do, like they do, 
they could start with like a four on four OT five minutes and then three on three OT. And if it, and if it's still tied, then just count it as a tie. Cause I just, I hate, I hate shootouts. Like it's so fucking, ugh. I think, I think it would be, you know, how much, I guess on a back to back, it would be a lot for, a, a, lot, a lot for guys. Right. So if they played a late night game on Saturday and then had a matinee on Sunday, then you know that that would be that'd be a tough turnaround, right? But I, and I get well, that. Well, but that's why that's why I'm not like that's why I'm not like John Tortorella, where I'm like, yeah, we just let them like it's the playoffs, like they just play until one team wins or the other one gets tired. See, I'm not saying that. Like, I'm just saying like the reason we put in the shootout was because because we needed conclusion, mm-hmm. and with the shootout, we also added in the loser point, which I which. You, I just don't think you should be rewarded for being tied at the end of the third period. Like, you didn't achieve anything. Yeah. It's not a win. And it's we, we've seen examples year after year after year where there's, that, there, there's like two or three teams that limp into the wild card spot or even take a divisional spot just because they've lost more games in overtime or a shootout than other teams. Yeah, I, I I would love to see them still extend the OT. So I would I would almost love to do three on three for a couple. Like you could even do two short periods, right? Like you know each team gets that gets to go one direction. Um, you know I just I hate leaving anything on the table. I agree with you though. I don't think they should get a point for overtime. Um, but I think we have to find we have to there has to be a winner. Right? I don't I don't I'm like sure the tie somebody... point. I'm sure somebody could tell me how this is wrong, but why don't you you do a five-minute four-on-four, and if that doesn't happen, then you do a five-minute three-on-three. And if that doesn't happen, then you count it as a tie. Both teams get one point, and you move on. Well, I mean, we've seen a a drop in shootouts. uh, Right, because of the three-on-three overtime, which I love. That is a great idea. I I think you wouldn't really have to go much longer. I think you could probably get away with... I think you could probably even get away with two 10-minute three-on-three periods. You're going to find a goal. I would just be surprised to see some statistics on, like, you know, what our percentage of games being finished in the three-on-three is comparatively to, you know, so if our percentage was 70 in the first, you know, five minutes, then what would it be in the next five minutes, right? So I think it jumped to, like, 80% of games end in overtime now because of the three-on-three, which is great. Yeah. So, may- okay, how about maybe just do continuous – three on three overtime until somebody wins and like you know 95 percent of those games are going to end in the first overtime period of three on three yeah i mean that's that, exactly it so i mean that's what that's what i was saying is the only time that that becomes an issue is when a team has a turnaround right sure and these guys are going well you know it's just another 10 minutes for me to get hurt well fuck you know yeah, I, I'm. Score I would goal. love to see that. <laughs> yes, yeah, go out there and get a or fucking if, goal. Or if you it's, could go drink beer. I don't know. Right, or if it sucks so bad, let the other team score. Yeah, exactly. You want to go home? Fucking go home. Just be a loser. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. I'm glad we glad we settled that. Yeah, um, we're, yeah, we, so we figured it basically out. Basically, the only there's three teams here that I want to look at for as middle of the pack teams in the West. I I like St. Louis because they're three one and three, and that's technically a losing record. But but because three of them are overtimes, they're in second place. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm but I'm not worried about St. Louis. I uh, I don't know. You might not have you watched any St. Louis games. Um, I watched I watched the stuff from last night. Um, 
Yeah, I'm, I mean... It, they're blowing leads. Like, they, they need are. to fix that. But overall, if they can just keep playing how they do in the first, you know, 60 minutes or, you know, 40 minutes of a game, they're going to be fine. Yeah, I, I think, I'm, not, I'm not worried about them. No, I think I think we're we're seeing that... You know, St. Louis fans saying that Binger is the next coming of Curtis Joseph. I don't think that's true. I think, I think Binger is proving to everyone, like he did in the playoffs, that he is a he's a B to B plus goalie. He's not he's not going to be the elite goalie in the league, but he is serviceable enough to keep his team in games and give them the occasional occasional miraculous save. Not he's not Mark Andre Fleury that can literally steal a game for you, but he's he's still he's reliable if that makes any sense yeah i think something that's really underrated in the nhl is goalies that can take a minimal amount of shots and make the saves when they need to right yeah. so there's there's this whole thing of you know goalies get their percentages and stuff like that obviously get better when they take more shots uh they just get in the game they get focused and all that shit i think he's a really good goalie in that regard where we saw it a lot in the playoffs last year where like, you know, and that was the difference between, you know, why Allen wasn't successful is he, he's a goalie that needs a ton of shots in St. Louis. You know, there were some games where they just weren't giving up a ton of shots, but Allen would let in four or five, six goals. Right. Right. Um, like and so I think the Corey that's Corey Crawford effect and Corey Crawford effect. Exactly. So, and, and I think, I think it's something that we can look at Bennington and go, okay, this is this is a good thing, right? It's never going to be a bad thing for him to be saving shots or, you know, having 25 shots and him saving 23 of them, right, and them losing 2-1. Nobody's ever going to be nobody's ever going to be angry about that. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't look at their differential minus 2 and go, "Hey, you know, Bennington is the best goalie in the league." I just I can't. There's no way. Um, he's not. Know. And I don't I and I not. think you know, it's that argument of, you know, uh, oh, Matt Murray, he's Stanley Cup winning. He's won two Stanley Cups. Like, he's got to be. The- no, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're the best goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you could have, you could have, I mean, look at Chris Letang. We'll use that as an example. Like, he's won three Stanley Cups. Is he Hall of Fame worthy? Uh, I don't know. He hasn't played a lot of games, and he hasn't put up a lot of points. Yeah, we never see him. Yeah, he's, I mean,. He's got a bandage exactly. on so half this, half that's kind of my point. Like those awards and like Hall of Fame and stuff, that's that's like individual effort. And while Binger is just what St. Louis needs, I don't. He's just not. He's not one of the elite five in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's serviceable fantasy wise, especially for wins. I oh, mean, we, sure. We know he's, St. Louis is going to get wins, but he's arguably top ten and most definitely top fifteen. Yeah, I'll give you that. I like it. For sure. Um, the only other two middle-of-the-pack teams truly, because everybody else is roughly at, you know, sitting at 6-1, and 5-2, and 5-3, and um, Calgary and Vancouver. Uh, one of these teams, not too surprising. Uh, we kind of picked a little regression on Calgary because of the additions of Lukic and um, Talbot as goaltending because we didn't really see that that was much of an improvement. Yep. Uh, but they're playing right where they are. I think they're still leaning on their strengths of you know johnny gaudreau on that first line johnny hockey you've got a solid defensive core for the most part um i think calgary is gonna i think calgary is gonna do very similar to what they did last year yeah i think they'll still be i think i think i still like our prediction at the beginning of the year i think they'll be quite a bit they'll be they'll be pretty far under i think 
what we were expecting, especially when we're seeing a team. Like, it's hard for me to look past an Edmonton, right? Right. And say Calgary's going to get over that hump. Uh, it's funny. It's funny as shit that Edmonton gets rid of Lucic, sends him to Calgary, and they swap. Oh, <laughs> I just yeah. think that's fucking awesome. But, oh, yeah. Uh, um, Calgary, yeah, Calgary's got a solid, solid 60. Do you um, see regression with Edmonton real quick? Um, Edmonton, to me, is very similar to Colorado in the Central. Um, yeah. So they're very... I think they're very top-heavy, and, and their offense is definitely carrying them a little bit. Uh, but they have two serviceable goalies who are inevitably going to get tired. Uh, they got a young decor, so I mean, I yeah, I, I think I think they will. This you know this this could be the shakeup that they needed, right? So I can right. definitely see them falling down to earth a little bit. I think same with the Ducks. I think you're going to see this all start to kind of even out a little bit. Uh, but Edmonton could finish three in there. I mean, I, I do think, you know, I've, from what I've seen, uh, they, they look pretty good. Um, you know, I, I don't think that they've shown all their cards yet. And so they still have some wins in them, but, um, six and one, that's, that's, I think for this team, it's, I mean, they got big David. So, but I think, I think their defense is just so shoddy. I think it's only a matter of time till Mike Smith gets in his own head and Koskinen realizes that he's a, He's a B, B minus, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I think I think there'll be regression there just defensively. But I mean, it's, it's, they've looked good. Um, I think I, I think they'll finish ahead of Calgary. I think they're still that good. Um, I think they'll finish sure. ahead of Vancouver and I think they'll finish, uh, you know, I, I, I can see them, you know, right in that Pacific talk um, for two, three wild card. Right. So so talking about keeping things going. Vancouver. This is this is more of a, a surprise. We we expected Vancouver to be better than they were last year, but not. I mean, four and two. That's a pretty decent record. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's not bad. That's that's a wild card spot right now. And uh, I mean, arguably they're they're sitting down there just because they haven't played as many games. Calgary's four three and one. You know, they've played two less games than Calgary. They've played like four less games than some other teams. So. Um, I've watched this team a little bit because I was watching the other team that they were playing. Um, the offense is clicking on this team, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's sustainable. Like they're going to be carrying the workload, but right now, uh, it's good. I mean, their their offense is clicking. They've got a good drive going. Um, I'm still shaky about their defense, and I'm still very shaky about Markstrom. But he's he's so far he hasn't been. When he's been tested, he hasn't necessarily proven that he's the best, but he hasn't been tested much. So, um, I think I think uh, God, I might have to reevaluate if Vancouver might take my Arizona spot that I'm thinking about because I'm not I haven't been flying too high on Arizona right now. Um, I'm the opposite of you. Okay. Uh, so Vancouver, I do I do like their D. Arizona, the big thing that they lost was Jalmerson. That's a big loss for them. Um, I, I do like Vancouver. I just, I don't know if they necessarily have the depth. Um, and, and like you said, the D is, the D is a little bit of a question mark. You know, how long can Tyler Myers be playing ahead of his thing? But we like Quinn Hughes, right? Quinn Hughes is obviously a player who, you know, can go in there and be a game changer. So, um, a big, a big thing for me, they've won four in a row, right? So they, Mm -hmm. they came out to an 0 and 2. Um, obviously it just, it jives directly in line with, you know, Pedersen and, and those guys being 
good, right? So those first two games, they just kind of looked like shit. And now that Pedersen and, and JT Miller and those kind of guys are starting to play, now they've won four, right? They beat St. Louis 4-3. You know, I think I think this is a good. T- I think in general, and so I, I won't disagree with you completely. I think in general, the Pacific is looking a little stronger than we thought it was going to. Agreed. Right. So maybe they, you know, maybe they were listening, uh, listening into some of the people talk. You know, probably us. But um, so the you know, Central's and they, looking they, a little weaker. Central's looking a little bit sketchy right now. So um, you know, and that that can change in an instance, right? Minnesota, you know? Minnesota, Dallas, and Chicago rounding out the bottom of the conference. Yeah, um, you know, and I think uh, I, I just it, it's it's still early, right? It is. This can change so fast, but um, Winnipeg, I think, is just kind of treading water until Buffalo comes back. They've lost three in a row, so they started off pretty hot, and then I don't uh, think he's coming back. I don't. Th- I don't think he. Well, last I heard, it was positive news. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, okay. A little bit on the next two teams. So I do want to talk. So Winnipeg, I'm gonna skip over a little bit. I don't care about them. Um, okay. Arizona, I think, has finally Kessel scored his first two goals last night. That line looked good. Their second line has looked good the last three or four games. Um, and what about they have and Keller. He's been kind of quiet. Keller still has, I think, five points in six games. So I mean, even though he hasn't scored yet, he's still. I mean, he had two beautiful dishes to Kessel last night. So sure. So you I could mean, still he could still turn it on. Yeah, and I mean, they're having fun. Kessel looks like he's fucking. You know, they figured it out last night, and he's rejuvenated. I mean, they beat a Nashville team 5-2. Clayton's, Clayton's more of a playmaker anyway, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I mean, he, he you know, even in his best year, I think he'd be looking at more of a 20-25 goal season and okay. then, you know, have that 50 to 60 points or assists. You know, that's that would be a, a good season for Keller. And I think, I think we could see it. He hasn't scored yet, but it's only a matter of time. Um, sure. And then San Jose. So San Jose's won three in a row. Uh, we kind of knew that they would have some sort of a turnaround. Kane coming back's huge. Um, he whined about another no goal last there last night, uh, two nights right. ago. So um, yeah, that's par for the course. But uh, it, I mean, I, I'm not going to hate on his game. I mean, he he looked good. He parks his ass in front of the net and just buries G notes. So um, San Jose starting to come around a little bit. The the big key for me with them is the goalies. I mean, Jones actually looked good against Carolina. When Jones plays well, the team plays well. Exactly. I mean, it just it's crazy how it falls on on him like that. Um, but you know, he he's I think we just need to come to ex- expect that he's just inconsistent. I mean, he just will go through these hot and cold uh you know where some goalies can have an inconsistent game off, right? And then and then come back for another 2-3 games. That's what makes you elite. He's just he's not. He's a hey, I'm going to play the first four games like I fucking you know just got done with peewee tryouts you know and then the next then the next one he's like oh shit you know maybe I'll hang out with Bishop and, and Vasilevsky and Stonewall Carolina who's been unbelievably hot so they just yeah, right. San Jose San is going to start climbing back up um yeah Pacific might I mean I, I think Ducks will fall down uh we've already talked about that I love my Ducks but they and they've looked good and it's hard for me to say that but they you know uh, there's just in the Pacific, we're starting to find out that there's teams that are just a little more ready than them. Um, yeah, you know, and and half, they, they need they need to score at least uh, at least three goals tonight. Yeah, that's what you got them at. Well, no, I've got so the total score of the game, I've got uh, over five and a half. Oof, that's a pretty low scoring over under, though, huh? 
Yeah, so the line is set pretty low on that. That's why I took it. Um, they've been set in Ducks games pretty low because they generate because Ducks games usually go under. Yeah. But uh, the last game that they had went over, and I think with Carolina's high-powered offense, you know, they'll. I think that it'll be a high-scoring game. Yeah, I think they'll push them a little bit. Yep, I agree. And then I've got um, actually Colorado's the underdog today against Florida, which I'm not sure how. Really, but. Yeah, for some reason they've got Colorado as the underdog. So are I, they in I Florida? Some... Yeah, they're in Florida, but I don't know if that changes anything. Florida's no, it's probably all Colorado it. fans. What's that? It's, it's probably all Colorado fans. Just yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So well, um, let's let's jump to some fantasy. I gotta go get this fucking car in. Let's do it real quick. Um, so uh, your team's doing. We're both doing pretty good, actually. You led the league last week. Yeah, I, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about my team. Um, you like know, I've got team. some, I've got a couple weak links, but that's what it's all about, right? Finding those weak links and, uh, you know, finding guys and do trades and stuff like that that are going to change that up. So, yep. No, you've been you've been doing pretty well. You're, uh, we've still got four teams that are two and zero. Oh. I think honestly, I might I might finally take one heat. I I got screwed this early first part. I'm playing uh, cat scratch this week and. Uh, she put up 20 points on day one when I only had, like, three people playing. And that's what she's beating me by right now is 20 points. So, um, that, Yeah, that's, that a, little, that's a difference maker. Yeah, that, that little extra bump that she got on day one where I didn't have anybody playing I think is going to be enough to, to push her over. But um, I've got, I mean, guys that are that doing, uh, so guys to look for um, for your fantasy uh, since I've been harping on defense right now, uh, he's probably the least well-kept secret at this point. But uh, Oscar Clefbaum, uh, defenseman for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, he's leading up their first defensive unit and their first power play. Uh, I think everybody was just, because he's not well a well-known name, uh, Nurse is obviously the top defenseman on that team, but he's hurt. So uh, Oscar's stepping up a little bit, and um, he's been a, a, a very a bright spot on an otherwise bleak defensive lineup for me. Yeah. Um, so I actually had cleft bomb a couple years back and his thing was always, he would at some point, you know, get hurt in a weird yep. way. Right. So yep. he would always, it would just kind of be a freak accident. So, I mean, that team is clicking and he is the offensive juggernaut in, you know, he has been, I think nurse is more two way. Yep. Um, and so cleft bomb. Yeah. He's a, he's a sneaky, good pick. Um, I think, First cu- after the first couple games, I was like, "Man, no way somebody has cleft bomb." And then I fucking got into the players and and or in free agency, and knew he wasn't there. So, um, yeah, yeah I would I would have snaked him up too. Um, my defense is hurting bad, so yeah. Um, so I, and I'll kind of I'll kind of go another direction with that stuff. So I, I definitely go I'm, I got my eyes peeled on the D as well. So I won't give you too much um, too much on that. I I think someone that you know a lot of people were wanting to drop, um, and actually looks like looks like in this league as well we we they were dropped um i i wouldn't count out any of the coyotes so any of their top power play unit uh, i think they started off a little slow but this is this is actually one of the faster starts that arizona's come out with in the last five years um and they finished strong anyways so i think i think you know looking at guys that play with kessel right so step on and and uh, Keller, I know they're both kind of just more more setup guys, um, but then you go down to that second line, you got guys like Schmaltz. Um, I, I don't know if Dvorak's really a guy to pick up yet, but he's definitely somebody to keep an eye on. And then uh, Hayton's been out the last two games, but he's definitely someone to to watch out for because they can he can you know come in at any point, and uh, you know he's he's one of their high 
high draft picks. So, um, Justin Falk yeah. is available in our league now. Who's that? Justin Falk is available in our league now. Yeah, I saw that. I'm a, a little hesitant on him. Um, yeah. I, I've never been high on him. I kind of talked down on him a little bit when the trade happened anyways. Um, uh-huh. You know, I, I think I said Petrangelo was still going to be that top guy because – Falk is a good power play guy, but he is, you know, I think he's fallen into his role a little bit. He's kind of that second power play guy. Um, sure. Uh, but, one question I got for you. How about uh, Ristolainen? Um, I don't like the way that they're using him. So, the positions that he's in, I mean, first first line, first power play, you'd think the, op- you'd think the opportunities are there. Well, so daily faceoff has him i think in the first power play um he's not though so they oh, have Dal- they have Darlene with eichel and olafson and skinner and those guys um so that that's where buffalo is getting a lot of their points is their power mm-hmm. play is deadly and so Ristolainen being left off that is why he started out a little slow um and they don't have a ton of secondary scoring so you're basically banking on him being lined up on that eichel line uh at full strength mm-hmm. so um, is, I mean, is he a serviceable, like me with Shane Gossespierre, am I looking at him right now? You better believe it. Um, you know, but I, I'm waiting a couple games to see, uh, it just, it seems like he's kind of fallen into that, um, you know, Hey, I'm second fiddle and I'm going to complain and you know, I'll cry about it a little bit. And, uh, I, I'm sure that's not what it is, but you know, he's underperforming when they're talking about getting rid of him anyways. So sure. Yeah. A little, a little concerned, but. So maybe take a flyer on him just to maybe he gets traded to a better team. Yep, I'm looking at him. I mean, he's a right shot defenseman. Teams are going to want him. So there you go. There you go. All right, um, that's fantasy talk. Um, I think. Do you have anything else? I know Nico Hirscher just got signed roughly before we started this podcast. Yeah, what did he get signed for? Real quick, I gotta fucking put my dogs away and seven, run to the whatever. Yeah, some seven point two mil a year. Yeah, seven point two for oh, nine. That years, is high. That's too high. That's too high. That's too high. Oh fuck! No, I think he's in the he's for me. He's five six range. I don't think the seven's too high. They're gonna they might regret that one in a little bit, but yeah, they're just trying to sign him so they can try to keep Hall around. Yeah, yeah, that's a little too high. I I probably wouldn't. I I would have I would have probably settled for six. I think he's a six yeah. player. And then you got him locked down. I I mean I'd be looking at uh, you know Schmaltz's contract in Arizona, which I think was close to six. Yep. Um, that's oh, that's what he sure is for me. So. All right, let's sign off. I got to run. Let's wrap it up. Um, We will uh, see you guys next Tuesday. Yep. Perfect. All right, uh, we'll see you later.